Blog Talk Radio. Well, gentlemen, it's Sunday night. Welcome to the Sunday Night Roundtable. Why Men Can't Jump, the greatest show on earth. Featuring, of course, always me, TD, from up north, Nate Bush, the king of West Virginia, and Central Time, Tom Robinson, the king of every time zone but his own. Gentlemen, how's it going tonight? I heard a chuckle from Big Nate. Uh, I thought he was jumping in. I am uh, raring to go. I am fresh. I am in an air-conditioned room in my palatial estate in Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania. Uh, other, it's to give an example to maybe some new listeners of Clifton Heights. It's you know uh, very akin to the Hamptons. I live it all year round. It's a very exclusive, very uh, you know pricey, if I may say. But I'm not bragging about my wealth. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm here in my uh, professional I would, private studio I would that I built. I would interject that it's the kind of thing you would see on Lifestyles the Rich and Famous. But the people of Clifton you Heights. You would are see very Tom Robinson at his Clifton home Heights studio in Clifton Heights for seventeen grand. <laughs> yeah, but you Clifton Heights, you're you're a, you're a private bunch. You know, it's old money. Right. Old money. Old money. Definitely. Old, old money. Now, where's Bush? Where's Bush? Mm-hmm. I'm in the house. Bush in the house with his foggy-ass connection again. The king yep. of West Virginia Telecommunications, West Nate Bush. There, I got a name for you now, too, fucker. <laughs> I'm sorry, gentlemen, but this is what I've got tonight. This is what we got to deal with. You, ladies and gentlemen, for once in your lives, you've got an angry, kind of rugged Canadian on your hands who might be a little short with people tonight. So I apologize to my friends, Nate and Tom. I feel bad already. Don't apologize. Don't apologize to me, you Canadian fuck. Why don't you get your free health care and we'll get it fixed? <laughs> yeah, I should better roll over to that hospital and pick up some some free, some cheap drugs and come back over and start again. Anyway, gentlemen, no, no, I hear you guys want to talk about some want to talk about some wrestling tonight. I hear. Yeah, I I, uh, I plug to the WWE universe on the free Facebook preview where where they feature Renee Young and the usual suspects. Uh, tonight it was David Otunga, Booker T, etc. And you know, at one point they had thirteen thousand. Facebookiers, is that a word? Facebookians, in there. Is now. I, who? Oh yeah, right. It's, it's, it is I now. Made it yeah. So I told them, and if uh, you know, I don't want to ever go back on our show promises. So we got to talk about that first before we get into our Sunday night roundtable usual nonsense and craziness. All right. Well, you boys, I never saw it. I have no comments. Because I saw none of it, literally. So have at her, and I might throw in the odd funny now and then, but you two can hash her out. So the table is yours. Nate, you have the results in front of you, buddy? I got them upstairs, except for the main event. I didn't finish the main event. Uh, I'll go ahead and say that. Uh, Due to the. I I actually saw the finish. I didn't see any aftermath, but. Okay. Well, I didn't see any of it because due to the event running a staggering over uh, three and a half hours, um, 
I had to get, I had to go on the road. I am with my fiance right now, who is with child. And uh, I wanted to make sure that I was here with her tonight. And I did not finish the paper. But I did see all the other. Are you actually, are you actually in the womb? Maybe. Maybe I am. Okay. Because it's, it's, the audio is so fucking bad for this professional show that it sounds like sounds like you're you're coming to us via the womb. But I wouldn't blame you for you know saying hello to the little one. Yeah, little Nate, as I'm calling him. Uh, well, I set you up for a segment on the pre-match show that you can explain much better than I about uh, Sarah Logan's past. That was my little yeah. teaser for you know a small segment of uh, people that don't know that Sarah Logan has a history in pro wrestling long before WWE and had a uh, long-term boyfriend, which you actually educated me to. Um, can you cover that aspect? Well, first of all, the, the, the first match have neither of you had, did you see that pre-match show, Nate? Pre-show match rather. Yes, it was Bailey versus Ruby Riot. Uh, Ruby Riot is um, she's a beautiful woman with the most unfortunate nose in the pro wrestling business. Uh, so, That's saying a lot. She is, I'm sorry, I, but she is a beautiful woman. Um, but yes, Sarah Logan was um, in a past life. If you uh, follow it, was. On the independent, independent, independent circuits, uh, as Crazy Mary Dobson, that was her uh, gimmick. She was a long-time uh, girlfriend of a wrestler who did a little JCW, a little CZW, Madman Pondo, who's a great guy, uh, really a super nice guy. Spent many a night. One time, one time we were eating dinner. At a Denny's, and Hondo had some lot too glass in his eyeball, and I thought it was funny as hell when it fell in his moons over my hammy. But go ahead. First of all, we don't have Denny's around here, you dick. <laughs> Far too classy for West Virginia, sir. Yeah, really. Oh, sorry. We have Huddle. What's it called? Huddle House. Okay. Yeah. But neither one. I would rather, if if I were eating in there, I think I would call an audible. But anyway, continue. Um, you know, we, we had hung out before and I won't say that I'm, I'm not good friends with them, but I know them well enough to be like, Oh, Hey, you know, Hey, Nate, how you doing? It's good seeing you. Yada, yada. Um, she was an excellent worker, uh, worked some NXT matches, and then eventually got signed. <laughs> Excuse me. And she, um, I always thought she would make the perfect sister Abigail. In fact, when Bray Wyatt was still doing that, I always thought that she would have been perfect for that gimmick, but they chose to use her as uh, more of a country girl aspect now. She is from... Uh, I think Louisville, Kentucky, or Southern Indiana, somewhere in that area, which is not very country, but you know, whatever. 
Um, and she's now dating one half of War Machine or War Raiders and Ray Rowe. And uh, Sarah's, Sarah's awesome. She's a great girl. And um, I'm glad she is where she is. And she's working hard to get there. I might add she is sneakily attractive. Uh, I didn't think so at first when, you know, they debuted. Uh, I was couldn't take my eyes off of Liv Morgan. But uh, well, once I panned around, what's that? That is hard to do. Liv Morgan's yes. got that crazy Harley Quinn vibe going on. She's a, she's yeah. a much better looking woman when they just leave her alone. Like, if you go back and look at some pictures of her previous to her WWE stint, She's much more attractive. They're 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 not helping her. Let's just put it that way. She is a former Hooters employee here, close to Philadelphia in South Jersey, which was uh, an impressive background uh, check that I found out. Uh, not that I was looking; it probably just creeped up on me. I'm not that weird. But yeah, anyway, crazy, yeah, uh, of course not. But the reason I wanted you to bring that up is because. Uh, as I said, she's sneakily attractive, and with her type of guy, a.k.a. Uh, Madman Pondo and Roe versus Wade, or no, um, whatever the, 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 the war machine dude is, he's a rugged, a rugged fella, put it that way. Uh, so she likes the rugged-looking guys and doesn't seem to care about age difference. No, no, definitely not, and... Big horror movie fan, loves horror movies, anything, uh, you know, stuff like that. We talked about movies and stuff a lot uh, when I was around her, which wasn't that often. Uh, but, you know, big horror movie buff, um, just loved all that stuff. And great in-ring performer. Uh, she worked Angelina Love at a local event while I was here uh, in West Virginia and had good matches with her. So uh, Sarah was Sarah was great. All right, uh, Tim didn't see anything, so it's just me and you, uh, alphabetical order. Nate Bailey versus uh, Ruby Riot. Uh, sloppy, God, sloppy. Uh, just not a match that either one's going to want to put on their highlight reel. Very sloppy, very just kind of. But, uh, you know, it was what it was. Ruby got the win. Again, I didn't I didn't think it was that great on either side. So are we are we going in the rarefied air of thumbs down? One thumb down? You know, for what it was, yeah. Because it did nothing for me storyline-wise. It didn't do much for me on execution side either because it looked like but they were off kilter. Um, not only did Bailey, you know, miss a few spots that she shouldn't have missed. Um, Ruby noticeably took a, a horrible Irish whip, and again, here I am, three hundred and some pounds, out of shape, get out of breath, walking down the stairs, uh, bending over time. My shoes requires effort. Now I'm going to critique these people that are in great shape, but still, it just you know. When, it was it was sloppy and it was noticeable. Right on. Uh, that's the way I. That's the way I, I. I wish we could capture that as a soundbite every time we talk about pro wrestling or pro basketball or anything because 
we are very loud, opinionated, etc. But uh, I always want to make clear to the listening audience that I I was a pro wrestling manager, which was hard enough. And then when I tried to transition to being a pro wrestler, I sucked ass. And I was re- I was in reasonably decent shape then, and I'm in horrible shape now. So if I say match sucked, it's only taken into the context of there are about you know a thousand working full-time pro wrestlers on the planet, and I may be stretching that number. So we have the utmost respect, or we wouldn't follow or watch it. We are not trolls. We are not scumbags. We are just rating a match due to their elite level. So with that set up, I follow all those Riot Squad chicks. They seem to be best of friends, love each other. You know, Instagram's the world of the fantasy, but you can sort of see some reality through it. They are tighter than tight. Uh, they had a, like a lot of people do, a step up to Raw and to prominence because the A group, Page, got injured with Absolution. And uh, quite frankly, they swapped shows and, you know, they took advantage of their opportunity. They're a heel faction. But as far as the match goes, I agree with you, Nate. I, uh, I should add, because we, we do point these things out, that we are Bailey fans who has, like, uh, would you say double Ds or single Ds at least, but definitely uh, swelling, uh, spilling out of broad Cs. I don't think I ever did say what size cups that Bailey has. Uh, I believe that was more you, not me. But I don't think I've ever said anyone's tits on the show's size, but she is sneakily. She's got a great body, so I'll say that. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll I'll say the dirty work. She's uh, sneakily, as a, we like to say, hot because she her gimmick plays her with the hair pulled up to the side. She's got a smoking hot sister. She can hoop. So Bailey is, uh, you know, if they put her in a different light other than her always uh, seemingly runny nose, I don't know if you noticed that. She's always kind of sniffing and rubbing her nose, and she doesn't do cocaine. So might be from a nose broken in, in wrestling past, but hotter than they give her credit for. Works out every day, perfect ass, all that kind of shit. But uh, they could use her uh, in a different role if they wanted to, and she would be very attractive. That said, good worker. Uh, tried a lot of crazy uh, lucha arm drags and stuff like that. Some of them worked. Some of them were a little weird. Uh, I don't like to give a negative deal, but uh, Ruby used her finish where she somehow falls and kicks you in the face. I don't know what the fuck it's called. I don't care what it's fucking called. Uh, she goes over. Riot Squad continue their push. I give a, a all we get of Sasha is looking at the TV sideways, and I understand they do that. The reason they do that is to have a camera, you know, for the viewing audience. If they're standing in front of it like you or I would, it would ruin the shot. So that's why they do that sideways. Um, in her little skimpy outfit, which I always love, with her little lower body perfection, little uh, vagina of dynamite, Sasha Banks. But anyway, uh, one one thumbs down from from me as well. So we agree. Oh God. Oh, Sasha's vagina of dynamite. Okay, that's a new one. <laughs> Flat lower stomach, baby. It's it's ready to right. burst that vagina. 
Well, uh, the first match on the show, the actual uh, show, was Seth Rollins versus The Miz. And when I saw this match on paper, I was kind of like, okay. You know, kind of wasn't that excited. Damn. Those two tore the house down with that match. It was fantastic. Uh, great false finishes, great uh, work in the leg. Everything was crisp. It was smooth. I didn't see any noticeable screw-ups. Um, it was just a great match all around. Uh, good finish. Just good everything. They had the crowd right in the palm of their hand. And uh, I think I'll uh, two thumbs up. Rollins and Miz for the Intercontinental title. Rollins retains. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was probably, of the matches I saw, it's probably the best match on the card. Yeah, as uh, the great Weird Al Yankovic in the movie VHF, way back when, when he was in the closet, came out and said, Supplies! Um, I uh, I discussed it with you earlier that I was I was thinking it was Bauer just because I wasn't uh, fully cognizant of the full card. And when you said it was Miz, I was like, oh, God, him again? And I was expecting a promo about Monroe Sky again. How the hell can you turn your baby heel? Got to stop mentioning her, Miz. But anyway, um, uh, he didn't do that. Uh, apparently, a, a bathroom break in the pre-show, they had a, a Miz Taraj official breakup uh, to conclude that run, which I missed. But fast forward to the match, I thought the Miz – was quicker than I've ever seen him in his 13-plus-year uh, career, I guess it is now. He was everywhere he was supposed to be, but at a faster pace than usual. And Seth Rollins, you said they tore the house down. Uh, to use a corny pun, they burned the house down. Uh, oh, God. Anyhow, uh Absolutely, it was a, uh, I don't know what Meltzer would rate it or anything like that, but uh, my surprise as well, I thought they would do a typical mismatch where he does mismatches, not a funny word, um, where he does the, you know, his spot into a backbreaker, into a neckbreaker, and his spot, even though they did do the, the mini DDT thing and all that kind of predictable shit, as Daniel Bryan would say the soft WWE style but he did not do that he, he worked a match that could easily go on New Japan Ring of Honor uh, Dragon Gate all that whatever the fuck else is out there that people like um, and they kicked ass so a solid two thumbs up with Seth Rollins successfully retaining his uh, intercontinental title on the uh, yeah, stomp yeah. after after multiple false friendships yeah, it was it was a really good match, and uh, one of my favorite spots was the uh, superplex yes. off the top rope, and he goes to go for the, the roll through, and the knee gives out, and he hits the skull crushing finale, and he kicks out. And I was like, all right, that was pretty cool. It was a good little little exchange. So, kudos to those two guys. 
little storytelling there. We're rare in the WWE, but yes. Uh, so with that opening, we thought we were going to have a barn burner of a show. Uh, do we mutually agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I thought the show uh, would pick up, and you know, those two set the bar high. So best to let everybody kind of follow it. Um, next match was Nia and Alexa. I believe was the yes. next match. The the Raw Women's Title. Um, nowhere near as good as their Mania match because the story just wasn't interesting anymore. Uh, it was just one of those things where, hey, we got to have a rematch. So it wasn't that interesting. Uh, we all kind of knew what was going to happen, and it happened. I give Alexa credit. She's as small as she is. She goes in there and works her ass off to try to to make the match look competitive and hang. She's a better worker than Nia, but you know Nia's just so big, it's almost not believable. Uh, but she did. She does a good job. Uh, I'll give it a thumb in the middle. Um, so good work by Alexa and Nia, but just you know, kind of a man kind of match. Okay, uh, my take is it was better than I expected because I'm not a big fan of either, especially the seven foot four, five hundred and fifty pound Nia Jax, who probably has the smelliest gear in wrestling after a match. That God, uh, you you have to get a beekeeper's outfit to put that fucker in the wash. But anyway, um, and yeah, that is a fucking fat joke. And I don't care about your after-match speech about be yourself and you who you are and stuff. If you're a big fat load with your nice eye makeup and your fucking tits that just came from fat, you're not attractive to me, Nia Jax, bitch. But anyway, I, I'm just turning heel because it was all about be a star and a bully never wins and a bully's fucking barely five foot, you know, just with the storyline being the mean girl promos, but I thought they did good. I thought they uh, worked okay, and I wasn't expecting much from WrestleMania, so I think I took a piss break, so I can't comment whether it was better or worse, but it seemed okay to me from them too. One point, I don't know if you noticed, you probably did, um, if you were watching intently, uh, they had some kind of miscommunication, and Nia audibly, audibly was like, what are you doing? Pull me through when they went to do that second rope Samoan drop first time where it was supposed to be, you know, setting something else. It was really a bad call of a spot, very loud. She probably got chewed out for that. But she delivered her be yourself to the homos out there who, uh, you know, are struggling. Keep struggling and stay in your fucking closet because if you if you keep coming out and annoying everybody on TV, you can guarantee Trump for the next eight years or whatever the fuck it will be, you dummies. So stay in your fucking closet. Don't blow your head off or nothing, but don't be a star. Be a fucking closet fucking shut-in until you're about 25 so you can handle shit. Don't come out at eight years old, you goofballs. Don't listen to Nia Jax. You're going to get beat up in school, dopes. Anyway, uh, match, one thumbs up. Tim, is this where we do our disclaimer? The views of Tom Robinson do not represent the views of May Bush, Tim Dombrov, and White Men Can't Jump. White Men Can't Jump would just like to mention that the 
preceding views of Tom Robinson are not those of the station network or any Canadians in general. Now, back to the show. <laughs> be great yeah, if I got suspended from the show. Uh, by the way, I would also like to take this moment. Hi, Jax, if you're listening out there, you're beautiful to me. So you're Okay. I'm just going to throw in here because this was, I actually saw the last part of this match. It was all I saw. What is the fucking point? Here I go. I'm going to rant. What is the point of having a fucking match where supposedly this little tiny girl is just bullying this gigantic girl, which is total crap. Then they get the fucking gigantic girl in there telling everybody, don't be a bully. Bullies never win. Bullies always lose in the end. Isn't wrestling a sport where the fucking point is to beat the shit out of the other guy? Is that not the concept of wrestling? Sure. Okay, so then what, why are they in the ring taking this angle that... So now, what is it, the WWE only promotes winning if it's done on the up and up? No more cheaters? Bad guys? Mind you, they don't really have heels anyway, I guess. I don't know. It just seems stupid to me that they went down this whole road of of uh, taking the high road in a sport where, generally speaking, at least half the guys don't, and the whole idea is to win. I don't know. Well, don't, don't forget, it. don't forget that Vince McMahon bullied every promoter in the United States know, that had a so territory. And all the power to That's how the real world works. Getting more. Yeah, no, well, don't worry. Uh, we don't worry. We should comment. Go ahead, Tim. Finish your point. Don't don't worry. If you're a good person, everything will just work out for you. Just be yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. And anyway, um, I was going to do some self-deprecation there, but I've done enough of that. Uh, let's keep let's keep in mind that Vince is uh, since his announcement of the uh, XFL formation. Uh, he's got a lot on his 70-plus, I don't know, 72, 73, whatever F he is. And little cutesy, fake booby, three-kid having midnight workout, who is a, you know, I do admittedly lust for, the billionaire princess, is all over these women's opportunities and the Me Too's and the Be A Stars and the, you know, whatever. So... They they are the focal point for now while it's hot and while Oprah said something fat at the Emmys. I forget what she said. It was just fat. Um, so, anyway, uh, you're going to have to deal with that for till that fizzes out and then whatever the next yeah, hot topic is. There's no hopefully a man will be on over. the Ellen DeGeneres show coming, starting tomorrow. Yeah, that, that, fits the, that fits what I'm saying. So you yeah, get the drift. Right. Fair enough. Carry on, gentlemen. Um, next was uh, Hardy and Orton, wasn't it, I believe? Mm, I thought there was one in between there, but you could be right. Um, literally, I, uh, I, I, I nodded out because those two guys are way old. Uh, Hardy's only a couple years younger than me, and Orton is probably a uh, you know a decade younger, but has been around for so goddamn long. And you know, 
Um, I, you know, bits and pieces I saw because I was snoring a little bit and waking myself up, but it didn't seem very good to me. Um, from what I saw, I know, uh, that Jeff went over, uh, pretty much in a basic finish with no crazy stuff. He just did his little, uh, whatever that thing is, um, before the, before the senton, what's he do? The, the, I'll grab your neck and, yeah, the twist of fate. Um, he did that, and in a, in a twist of fate, the uh, sober for, like, so many years got a DUI about three weeks ago. But anyway, well, let's not bring up anything like that. I got one of them, too. Who doesn't have one of them, you know? Um, bring him back for Fire Enzo because some chick falsely claimed something. Anyhow, little political statement there on my end. Um, bring Jeff right back. That'll be great. Um, anyhow, uh, Jeff wins the U.S. title. Not tonight. He won it, and then he successfully defended it against the Viper, Randy Orton, who really, I, I guess, doesn't care at this point. He's just making seven figures, so what the fuck does he care? Yeah, the match was kind of me. You know, um, it was basically they went out and had a third match on the card match. It was okay. You know, it wasn't great. It got it got across what they needed to get across. I give it I give it a thumb. It's, you know, not bad but not good. I didn't mean to but go yeah. first. Um, it was only because You're, you were you were unsure whether that was the third or not, and I still am. I said. You know, I wonder if there was something in between, but, um, yeah, um, I, I don't have rename, access to the internet, so. I want to rename Twist of Fate, Twisted Taint. Can we do that? Twist who? I want to rename the Twist of Fate. I want to call it the Twist of the Taint. Yes, yes, that sounds perfect. perfect. I think that sounds twist like a better name. That conjures up visions, doesn't it? Sure does. Um, and Lanny Poffo could probably orally reach the taint, but that's another story in the history book. There we go. Somebody's thinking, finally. Anyway, moving on. Nate, can you conjure up the rest of the card without finding it somewhere? Yeah. Um, well, were you match, guys wondering what? if you missed a match? Is that what you said? I don't think, I don't think did. you did. Maybe I don't. I'm was. not sure. I'm not sure. Um, Next match was Big Cash and Daniel Bryan, which uh, I was eagerly anticipating, and I think it was booked because I saw Big Cash. Here I go again, going first. You want to go first? Well, you missed the. Um, uh, you didn't miss a match, but you missed an in-ring segment. Was one of your favorite guys. We'll get to that after this match. Okay, okay. Um, but Daniel Bryan, super over. Uh, Cass is seven foot tall and can't teach that. Um, but I'll tell you this: they sure didn't teach him how to work or cut a promo or anything. Jesus Christ, that dude. Um, Brian Brian did all he could. Match just wasn't very good. Uh, Cass is is not ready. 
I don't know if he'll ever be ready. He needs a charisma bypass, and he looks like the love child of Kevin Nash and Rizzo the Rat from the Muppets. Uh, if they had a baby, that's what he looks like. Just don't care for him. Match was meh. Okay. Um, I, you know, I had a thought pattern that I was going to go with, but you said something that uh, triggered me elsewhere, and now I forget that. So, fuck it. Um, oh, it was a great line. I was wondering if that was yours. Not the not the had a baby one. The other thing you said about Cass, I think it was. Can you recall what you just said? About, about, about he, that? Um, about what? That he needed a charisma bypass? Yes, I thought that was very witty. Is that your original material? Uh, I've heard that before somewhere. I don't remember who said uh, it. Though. Nate, I thought you created that. That was very, very good line. Um, oh, well. Who, uh, whoever now. created that. Whoever created that, we are uh, we're going to either we're going to make you an offer you can't refuse. That's our line from now on. Um, <laughs> we we're just taking the copyright of that line. Leave it to your better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my deal was with this match. Uh, you know, I hate to be that guy because uh, we do have a little update for the fans on the brewing. Better angle than anything you'll see in any American, Japanese, or I shouldn't mention Japan, Japan but Japanese, uh, England, anything you fucking follow, Mexico. A better angle is between one Baron Corbin and our own Nate Bush that's still continuing to this day. Um, that's the best angle in wrestling. But um, we'll come back to that teaser. Um Big Cass is my version of Nate's Baron Corbin and Nate's, to a lesser degree, Mojo Rawley, uh, Riley, even though it's spelled Rawley. I, I don't know what the fuck to say about that other than Alex Riley was R-I-L-E-Y, and they say Mojo Riley. Um, anyhow, uh, Big Cass is my version of that. Both he and Carmella suck, and... Enzo was the star when he was supposed to be the lackey. Turned out he was the star, but like, like I said, some whore was proven to be lying about him, and he's still not back. And he ratings fucking skyrocketed when he went to that dead show 205 Live. But enough about him because he's not there. Um, and you can't teach that, as he said, and... Uh, Carmella's hot, and you can't teach that until you take off her war paint, a.k.a. makeup, and look at some of her pictures, and yeah. Anyhow, uh, I was watching Big Cass today. I, w- I will throw him a bone a little bit. He's trying to be entertaining and trying to learn how to talk because he really sucked before the injury. Now he only sucks as opposed to really sucking. He said today, and I believe it was a shoot, and I believe this is why this program, hopefully the program's over, but he attacked him after the match, which indicates that there might be some more of this shit. But 
He said today, I saw some interview that was on Facebook, but it wasn't the Facebook pre-show. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was something WWE put out there before the show. He's in a suit like 3.30 in the afternoon. And he said what, what I believe was a, a work shoot, but based on a real feeling he had. He said, I was in the building because he was employed, you know, and they always bring up the NXT guys and all them for a WrestleMania experience and let them see what, how it is, if, if they can cut it and this, that, and the other. When Daniel Bryan had his shining moment and he said, I'm walking behind this guy after he wins the title backstage and I'm just looking down at him. And I'm like, this is the guy, like, this is the guy that the company's raving about. And this, this, this stadium is like cheering for. And he was, his tone was a better promo than his promo. So I feel it came from a legitimate place that he really has no respect for the Daniel Bryans and the AJ Styles and the smaller talented in-ring competitors in the world. Um, And he talked about five-star matches. He says, everything I'm in is five-star. I don't care about your matches, uh, you goovers or geeks or whatever he called them. He said that, uh, I got five stars in kindergarten when I, you know, was coloring and I, I made it inside the lines, five stars, whatever. Um, so in that way, I kind of agree a little bit in that, in that tone, but obviously he's not five star. He's kind of sucky and I don't know. They could keep forcing them down everybody's throat because Vince likes big guys, but Long way to go, in my opinion, and I kind of wish this match didn't happen so early. Um, kind of ma- wish this match didn't happen at all, quite frankly. But maybe Brian re- requested it or something to uh, maybe kind of show his chops because he knows knows jujitsu and likes to get big guys down on the mat where he claims uh, that once you're on the ground, you're all equal. Uh Regrudgingly, uh, re- begrudgingly, one thumbs up. Okay. Um, she has alluded to the um, in-ring segment with our buddy Elias. Did you happen to see that? Uh, in and out, because I was still coming to uh, to get back and ready for the rest of the show. I, I read what I missed as far as seeing it uh, with the Big E and all that other shit that happened. But go ahead. It was it was very entertaining. Um, Elias comes out and just nails it like he always does. Um, gets ready to start his song, and he's interrupted by the New Day, who come out with cymbals and a bass drum and the trombone and they want to jam with Elias, and he, you know, offers some autographs and things of that nature. Um, yeah, that shit's great. Then he uh, starts over, and um, he's interrupted by Aiden English, and Rusev comes out to just a massive pop. Insane. Just so loud. Um, place going nuts for Rusev. And then Elias, you know, tells him off too. And Rusev referred to him as a, uh, he, I think he called him a, uh, 
something in reference to Bob Dylan, like maybe a ripoff or something. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then after that, No Way Jose comes out with the Congo line with Dana Brooke, Titus O'Neill, Paula Cruz, and uh, the Fashion Police. And then oh, it was it was bootleg Bob Dylan. Yeah, that was it. Bootleg Bob Dylan. And then Elias is raising hell, and he says, nobody better interrupt me this time. And then Bobby Roode shows up and gives him a DDT, and then they call him out of there. It was, it was a pretty entertaining segment, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can only uh, semi-comment on this because I was nodding in and out. Um, uh, Rusev Pop, as you said. Elias Pop, as you said. Bobby Roode, more pop than usual lately. Uh, I guess it was the Newark crowd. And, uh, you know, I think what I said early on when Elias was uh, in the ring with Cena and Roman, I think it was two rolls in a row, uh, the guy was obviously had a rocket strapped to him, but it didn't seem like from Vince McMahon, it seemed like he got it on his own, a la Daniel Bryan. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, he's a bit sloppy as far as big time lights on spotlight in ring, because there were a few spots in those matches where he was clearly waiting for the experienced John Cena, especially to take him to the next, what do we do next kind of thing. I, you know, a keen eye can spot those kind of things. And, with Bobby Roode, you got a guy who you can put him on the road with, and Bobby Roode knows how to work a fucking match. So any kind of weaknesses he may have, and he's improved since then, but any kind of weakness, uh, Bobby Roode can shine him up and to match his charisma and gimmick and everything else. You put them all together, and he ends up a good worker too. You know, you got a good guy there. You got a star, so, you know. I'm cool with that segment, except I know Jose, no way Jose, Adam Rose, Hispanic Adam Rose shit, and throwing guys in conga lines that you don't got a spot on the show for just to give them a fucking paycheck, blah, 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 but whatever. Uh, yeah, but Rusev is amazing. We need uh, more Rusev in our lives. And less less say less say in English if Lana has her way because there's a a little online teaser like why do you need him I don't know if that was W it had to be WWE approved but uh, so you may be seeing him back with her again even though he's gotten momentum on his own I think he needs to stay away from her me too um, the Hashtag reason why. The reason why is he uh, kind of got the Mark Marrow treatment there when he was with her. You know, uh, she she's gorgeous, and she kind of outshines him. Uh, but since he went on his own with Aiden, he's just, his personality's come out. The Rusev Day thing is caught on like fire. Uh, he's He really, if, if WWE could just get behind him, just let him go. All right. It uh, remains to be seen, but yeah, he's over. Next match, 
Carmella and Charlotte. Ugh. That's that pretty much sums up this match. Uh Carmella. Um again, like you said, um Enzo was the star. Carmella looked good. Um can't work. Just not a good match. This little experiment they're trying with her, I don't like it. Um, I don't think she's very good. I mean, I don't know. Just match was kind of whatever. It, it bored me enough to where I just went and got stuff together and just didn't really watch it. It didn't interest me. Carmella doesn't do it for me. Sorry, guys. I don't like Guido chicks. It's just not my thing. Uh, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Two thumbs down. Yeah, her, her new uh, uh, it's not new anymore, but it came new when they were getting rid of Ellsworth, who actually made her more over too. Everybody's made her more over than herself, but uh, with makeup and she does have a great body. Um, so. To me, that's a factor. I, I am not part of this woman's evolution, revolution, fucking uh, absolution, fucking anything with Ushin. I'm not into anything about that except if they're hot and if they can work, that's a plus. And in my in my opinion, that's the case with Sasha Banks. So I'll watch her, but uh, and actually enjoy a match. Charlotte has been better than I thought against Oscar. But she's 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 not Rick. But if she were Rick, this is the equivalent of Ric Flair working with El Gigante. Um, Charlotte worked with Carmella, and yeah, Carmella goes over. Fast forward match, snooze. Um, might suck on Carmella's ass cheek if I was sure she wiped. That's about it. Good Lord. <laughs> Just got to call it like the most people are afraid to fucking say, what, but that's what they see when they watch Carmella. They're not going to actually watch her lock up and, you know, give an arm drag and say, whoa, Ricky Steamboat. They're going to say, ah, she's got a pretty nice little ass cheek hanging out there. That's about all they're going to see and say. So, got to speak. I'm, I'm like CM Punk. I'm the voice of the voiceless. You're the voice of the ass fans. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, next match was, if I'm missing one, let me know. I don't think I am. Uh, next match was AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura uh, for the WWE Heavyweight title. Um, liked the match. Thought it was the best of the three that they've had so far. Um, good story. You know, just good work involved. A vicious chair to the knee of Nakamura that bounced back and hit AJ in the face. Oh, busted him open really good. Um, Like the match. Uh, The finish leaves me wanting more. And I think we're going to get it. And I'm okay with it. Because this has been the best put-together story they've had in a while. So I'm hoping that they do one more, and we get a definite winner. That's just me. Uh, like the match. Two thumbs up. Uh, like the match like you did. 
Um, agree, it's best of the three. Uh, Nakamura as a heel, uh, I guess, has added to his somewhat mundane existence as a baby. Um, I see your logic. It's very old school wrestling booker logic of leaving you wanting more. Um, I would have liked to finish, but, you know, looking at it that way, maybe one more match because, you know, feuds used to last a long time and there hasn't been one except maybe Jericho and Kevin Owens' storyline that they were together and then that lasted a long time until they eventually had that festival of friendship shit. So maybe Nakamura as a heel can uh, actually make this an interesting six to eight month gimmick and uh, maybe we'll get that lower intelligent people dream match that uh you know we they all talked about so anyhow uh yeah i'll just go because of my gut reaction about the finish i'll just go one thumbs up but yeah definitely better than than the other two okay um the next match was Strowman and Lashley against Owens and Zane, and they couldn't have booked this any, I don't know what they're doing, um, story-wise. I, I don't know what's going on. Um, I'll be the first to admit I haven't watched Raw close lately because Baron Corbin's on it, um, but they, um, I don't know what was going on. This match just kind of seemed there. Um, supposed to be four of your big name guys, and it's just kind of, eh, okay. Didn't make a lot of sense. Wasn't a very good match. Just kind of, meh. So, I'll give it one thumb down. I didn't really care for the match. Just lost my interest. Interesting. Um, like Owens and Zane, as I said many, many times, um, Seems like Vince or whoever is in charge of this, or maybe Owen's like stepping up for his buddy. Seems like uh, somebody likes Zane as a heel and wants him to get pushed more lately than Owen's. Owen's doing a lot of the uh, laying down, looking at the lights, and et cetera, et cetera. But I do dig that Owen's has wrestled Lesnar and Goldberg and. Uh, Lashley, etc., even Strowman, been in the ring with some big, tough mofos. And, you know, I met Owens a little while ago, and I'm bigger than Owens. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't fuck with those guys in real life, or I wouldn't uh, want to. I'd defend myself, but I'd know it was going to go in a bad way. And even though it's fake and it's wrestling and all that, Owens goes after them. And he and he stomps on them, and he uh, leaves most of his body weight on the senton on their asses and shit. So, kudos to Owens because I think uh, as nice of a guy he is outside the ring, he would, uh, you know, he would not back down from 
people, at least judging from his body language language in ring, which is pretty cool. Um, anyhow, to the point of the match, I discussed earlier with you, I think they're setting up Lashley to fail. The most over guy in the company, they put him with in these tag things, unless they got a longer plan to turn Lashley on him. And that would be more interesting uh, than their tag team. But, yeah, for for the amount of uh, Braun being over to put him in a tag, the talent of the other three in-ring, mm, it's hard for me to say thumbs down. I'll give it a one thumb just because I'm – biased, but definitely not impressive. Maybe I just expected more. I don't know. Uh, yeah, not, it wasn't It wasn't much. And the main event, Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns, which I have no clue. I didn't see any of it. I uh, saw most of it, then I thought it was going to cut into our airtime because they went so goddamn long, as you pointed out earlier. Um, Samoa Joe against the other Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns. Uh, it's like, I don't know. Samoa Joe took 18 years to get there, and we discussed this before. I was into him. I even went live and saw him in the ring with Kobashi. And I was into some TNA shit with him and Kurt headbutting the shit out of each other and doing some crazy stuff. By the time he gets here, I'm just like, and then he gets injured. Now to me, he's just, he, even though he does everything well, he's he's an underrated, I think maybe you guys, one of you guys brought it up. Underrated promo, great talker. Um, and does everything well, but he, he just bores me. And... They did a typical, you know, just match that was, yeah, this is a good match. Rah, rah. And then eventually, after some false finishes and shit like that, they have Roman win in the middle after a spear. When everybody else kicks out of, like, 72 spears, Samoa Joe only got one. So it was basically a TV match. Uh, They're on different programs, so I guess it didn't matter much to Joe. He's a SmackDown guy or whatever. But yeah, eh, one thumb. One thumb up. Clean finish, at least. Like I said, I didn't see it. So, uh, one thing I do want to say is I don't like this co branded pay per view idea. Um, other, other than doing it for special Rumble. Rumble, Mania, Survivor Series, SummerSlam. Um, look at how many guys you left off the card tonight. And I understand that they're trying to cut back on the number of pay-per-views they're doing. So my idea was, why not give SmackDown this month, Raw next month, and alternate like that. That was my idea. Yeah, uh, no argument there. Um, overall, the show, nothing touched the opener. I think we all, well, Tim, you have to take our word for it, but me and Nate agree. Um, 
on wrestling, that's that's not as rare as basketball. Wrestling, sometimes we see it different. But the first match was the best match. The other matches yep. uh, could have been on any TV program that they have that bore us to tears. And um, the only other uh, thing I want to talk about is the dark match between Nathan Bush and Baron Corbin that occurred on Twitter. Okay, can I th- can I throw something else in there first? I want to throw in. Uh, I did see. Now I know your great love of New Japan wrestling, but I did mm-hmm. see the spot where. Now how, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Is it Naito? Is that how you say it? Naito. Yeah. Naito. Okay, where he wins the match, and he's walking back to the back, and he's accosted by a masked figure, who beats the unholy hell out of him. And drags him into the ring and pounds him some more and pulls off the face mask. And it's a Jericho. Fukuoka. And it's a Jericho. I saw it on Jap- with only the Japanese commentary, which I have to admit mm-hmm. makes it a thousand times better. Oh, oh, it's Jericho! Oh, Jericho! Oh, oh my God, code breaker! Code breaker! And that was it. Yeah, nice. but it was, But it was fucking awesome. It reminded me of old wrestling. And there was only about a minute and a half. And then they cut and it was over. But that segment was fucking better than... I didn't watch Backlash. But that was better than anything I saw on the Greatest Royal Rumble card. It was fucking cool. That's my point. Done. Carry on. Uh, well, I gotta add. Much to the surprise well, if you haven't of, uh... seen, If you haven't seen it... It's worth seeing if you can find it with the Japanese commentary. Because when that guy starts screaming code breaker, you'd swear to God the bombs are dropping. Yeah, uh, I must add, I guess it was Nate I talked to off air today about that very angle. And I had crushed Jericho being a guy in his mid-40s for not getting the new stars over. Uh, after he put Fandango over, and Fandango never really materialized into a money-drawing guy, Vince pretty much let him run his own deal and pin everybody, pinned AJ, pinned Owens, pinned whoever. You pick them when they come in, he pinned them. Uh, Then he gave them their revenge, but the fact is I don't like guys who slow the momentum of new guys. But... uh, you know, he keeps doing it year after year, and he's getting older, and he keeps coming up with fresh shit. And I don't know if, if Vince McMahon at his age knows, even knows that uh, Jericho's in Japan doing shit. Probably um, not. It's so weird that he'll show up at this and then go to Wrestle Omega, then show up in Saudi Arabia in the Royal Rumble, and then go back to Japan. It's like, you know, something's amiss there. But the angle itself, I popped. I was like, same thing you said. It was a pro wrestling angle. And when he took the mask off, he had uh, the Sebastian Bach lipstick of Skid Row fame. And yeah, he I had, had that kind of for some reason. Yeah, he was just like he had a different look, which he always was <laughs> conscious of. A great wrestling mind, and I read today he has a, a full. G E D O uh Jado Jado and G- Ghetto but Gator. some people say Guido and shit like that. The Guido's the the main guy behind New Japan. And uh 
so I wanted to say his name both ways for the douchebags out there. Um, gave him complete creative control of his angles, which uh, makes for better angles and makes for more interesting Japanese wrestling because I'm not a match guy where you got to watch matches and nothing else. Now there's promos. He beat up the young boys, which was great. He picked up barricades, which was a la like Brody and old school stuff. And uh, when he was before the video cut off that I saw, he he was dropping f bombs at the young boys while he was smacking at them and stuff, which was pretty good, uh, pretty entertaining stuff. And uh, yeah, go Jericho, go New Japan. I am a, a New Japan fan. I'm a New Japan fan now. Awesome. Well, All right, carry on with your Carbon, Carbon Baron stories. Or when Nate's done with his commenting. Well, the thing is, Jericho and uh, Ghetto used to wrestle in uh, war wrestling back in the day. Uh, and they were both... They've known each other for years, and they've even got a match. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's Ghetto's only match for a, an American wrestling company pay-per-view from Halloween Havoc 1996. Jericho and he had a match on pay-per-view. Uh, so they know each other very well. Um, highly recommend everybody checking that match out. It's a good match. Or or just listen to Elvis is in the ghetto. Shit. Anyhow, uh, I want to hear about, uh, and people may be listening for the first time, maybe not. Maybe it fell on deaf ears how great of a show this is about not just NBA, not just current events, but pro wrestling as well. Uh, but if there is just one new listener... They need to be smartened up to, like, the couple angles that led to the most recent Twitter angle, if if you can uh, if you can go through those those uh, interactions with the 6'5", 340-pound Nate Bush and the – how tall legit you think Baron Corbin is? Mm. I'd say about 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, okay, let's 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 – be cautious. Let's go on the cautionary side and say six eight. Lost a lot of weight from his football days. So what two eighty, two ninety? Yeah, probably a little less than that. Okay, I was trying to make myself feel better because I'm up around two ninety at only six one. But anyway, uh, big big man Twitter feud. Uh, tell us about it, and especially the most recent comments well uh, I've been watching Baron Corbin since uh, his NXT days and I always thought he was shit I always said there's a guy who is tall and that's it this is a guy that never really never did it for me in NXT they covered it up him going out and having, you know, matches that were short. He would just hit his end of days. End of days is a cool move. I'll say that. But he would just go out and do his finish and call it a night. The crowd would 
count his matches. They would count how long they last. That was his gimmick. I was like, okay, that's all well and good, but he's going to have to work eventually. Well, eventually I'm still waiting for it because he still can't work for shit. And I'm vocal about it on Twitter. I I tag him and tell him that he sucks. Well, he and I have gotten to the point where it's almost comical. It is comical. uh, I will comment on his thing. And he posted a picture most recently. Yeah, he's called me everything. He's called me a mark. He told me, don't worry. He makes plenty of money. And, yeah, he's got me good a few times. But I commented today on a three- or four-day-old picture. He bought a new Ferrari, and that's awesome. Good for him. I uh, don't know how the fuck he's going to fit in it, and don't know, you know if he drives with the top down, there's going to be an issue because the rest of his hair is going to come out. So I told him that. I said, dude, you're going to lose what's left of your hair, and doesn't matter how fast you go, you're not going to be able to catch up with the guys that you have to work with in the ring. And his reply was, you again. (laughs) (laughs) He said, you again, you should get a hobby like going to the gym. I said, you should get a, I said, you should get a hobby. Try learning to wrestle. (laughs) And then I tweeted him. I said, and I had, I haven't tweeted him in a while. It, It had been at least a month. And I said, admit it. You missed me a little bit. He tweeted me back and said, just a little. And then I tweeted him back and said, well, as far as the pay-per-view goes, I can't complain. I said, you're not on the card, so it should be really enjoyable. And he says, don't worry, you'll find something to complain about. So Mr. Corbin and I had it. Yeah, we've had our back and forth for the day. Interesting to see. I I wonder if Tim and I are being worked, and this is a uh, long-time kayfabe friendship, because, uh, one, I, I, you know, I just see the fact that most, if he considered you a quote-unquote marker troll, he normally, anybody would block the person that annoys him but it's somehow it's leading to this weird kind of I shouldn't say it was predetermined or you know I, I guess I'll scratch that but somehow you guys are going to end up buddies I think because the more you cut him up the better you bring like you're probably improving his promos because he's he got great comebacks to you he does he does he really does if he I guess you got to wait a little bit to go back at him, but he's not blocking you, and he's uh, you know coming back at you. So I enjoy the feud as much as I enjoy just about anything involved with wrestling right now. So uh, <laughs> I, 
I normally would say stop being a douchebag and, and writing wrestlers these things, but it seems like it's worked out for you in a, in a positive way. So I, I like the uh, entertainment value. And here's the thing. Do I think he's fat? Yeah. Is it better than me? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. He just rubs me the wrong way when it comes to working. I don't get why anybody really cares for him. I don't have. Again, but I tell you what, he's funny talking on Twitter. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Nathan, your, your mic your mic levels are a little low, Nathan. Say that again. Earth tonight. Say that again. There, your, your mic levels are a little low. <clears throat> Sorry. I had it there. Me better. I had it away from my face for a second. I'm I'm listening, but uh, I'm I got myself on mute because I'm making a lot of racket over here. So I'm watching the switchboard, but continue to speak. Now we're we're pretty much done on that. And I was I was just uh, saying Tim because you had the misfortune of not seeing the show, and we can switch gears on anything you want to go with. Is everybody dead? Can we talk about sleeping? Is that something we can do? Can we talk about who? Sleeping? We have the dreaded Tom oh, Robinson saw... disease. Yeah, well, I mean, sure. Uh, something's in the air uh, with, I with uh, naps. That... Yep, something's I, I in the air tonight. Oh, Tom. It's, uh... Maybe it's um, because we're aging rapidly, or maybe it's just because uh, <laughs> In my I don't case, know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, stayed up too late, ate too much food, drank too much, not of a liquor of a alcoholic variety, but just drank too much, and I'm not 25 anymore. But well, um, I don't know what mine is. Maybe depression. Maybe a gas leak or carbon yeah, yeah, dioxide, probably, which we never got checked. You can probably throw a sliver of that in there, too. doesn't help some days. That's yeah. Sure. Um, and, and Nate sleeps about three hours a day and always has energy, usually. So. A cold uh, so, uh, uh, break. Uh, That's going to be my new, uh, my, new go, my new go-to. I can uh, I can briefly I can briefly talk about um, a, a sad experience uh, this week that turned out to be unintentionally. Okay, before you go funny. to that one, let's let's just do a quick recap of some other things without getting too deep into any of them. Um, Toronto Raptors suck ball sack. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers, although beloved on this show and network, suck ball sack. Um, let me see. I'm not quite done yet. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins also suck ball sack, and the Boston Bruins suck ball sack. I am now done. Thank you. Hey, lay off the pants, fucker. They suck ball sack. Which the, ones the lost are, the Golden Knights? Didn't didn't the Golden Knights finish uh, the Sharks? Tonight? Yeah, the San Jose Sharks, but that was kind of to be expected. Uh, it was the Bruins who got thrashed four to one? 
in the series that, that nobody saw coming. Therefore, they suck okay. balls out. Yeah, and, the, um, and the Raptors. I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk because I imagine you guys probably want to talk about that on your on Wednesday. But without getting into it, I'm pretty sure LeBron James has the deed to the city of Toronto, and if he doesn't, he will soon. Because good God, does he own those guys? Wow. Well, if that some bitch keeps playing like he does and uh, and overcomes all this adversity and whatnot and sneaks another fucking championship. All this trade talk might go, or not trade, um, free agent shit might go away, and he might just stay home and bring Kawhi there, even though I don't think Kawhi's mentally stable. But in a, mo- you know. in a move that entirely shocks the foundations of the NBA, LeBron James moves to fucking Canada. Ugh. I mean, yeah. Says, says fuck, fuck, fuck America. I I love this health care and all this freedom up here. And I'm going to go play for the Raptors. Fuck y'all. Holy shit, would that be something? Never happened, but boy, would that be something that it did. I mean, they they changed the the, the name. I don't know if you guys saw it. You might have saw it on Twitter. But where they were changing the uh, all the signs in Toronto to LeBronto. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, Toronto fans are starting to, to go. Okay, well, if we can't beat him, maybe we ought to <laughs> maybe we ought to try to figure out a way to get him over here or on our side or something. Because, good lord, he's a one-man wrecking crew against the Raptors. Funniest part of Game Three was uh, him looking at the ref as he's arm in arm with North Philadelphia's own Kyle Lowry, and uh, he's. It's like a two-second scenario, but it seemed like longer, where they're they're tied up like all this rough playoff basketball, and LeBron doing LeBron has his left hand extended and his head turned, looking at the ref like, "Yo, yo, yo, what's up? What's up? yo? Look at this!" And and, and call this shit? Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry's North Philly kind of uh, gave him a uh, arm drag where he fell on the floor, which was kind of funny because. Uh, Lowry's much smaller, man, but he's North Philly, man. North Philly's about two. murder and survival and shit. North Philly's scary. Nate Bush. I'm here. I'm just listening. Nate Bush, uh, I'd like to check to make sure you're still alive. Oh, yeah, I'm just listening. Uh, you West Virginia pimp you, like, you. I just wonder where we can pin condolences. To the city of Toronto, I'd like to send a, um, a Well, you can send those to the uh, the, the province of Ontario, care of the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Justin Trudeau also is probably not a bad place because he'll come. Justin Trudeau, actually, if you send him a letter, he'll probably come to your place and take a selfie with you. That's kind of his. That's kind of his thing. So, especially if you are of any minority or or uh, you got a problem, just tell Justin, and then you'll probably end up in the paper. Justin could probably like you know without getting into it, Tom. You know, with with your the whole car issues there, probably take that up with Justin. Even though you're not a Canadian citizen, he'll probably change a law or two for you and have that all fixed up. Oh yes, do his cosign, but I don't have. uh, I don't have people believe me. But uh, yeah. the both Eastern Conference series are three zero, which really is then, deflating. 
and are both over, barring a serious miracle, which I don't see happening. Yeah. That would really, well, come on. Uh, Toronto definitely is not going to beat Cleveland four in a row. That's not happening. Uh, It's Uh, it's highly highly unlikely that either will. Yeah, Philadelphia has a better chance of doing it. But, yeah, those odds are still, you know, half a percentage point. Everything would have to fall into place <laughs> perfectly. Maybe somebody might have to get hurt. Um, and even no, that doesn't matter. would help. <laughs> Everybody on Boston was hurt already, practically, that's anybody, and they still beat us. Well, so the, Nate, Brad Stevens Nate would discussed be the one earlier, who had to really, get hurt. Uh, the 76ers really can't be all that distraught. Even though I mean, I'm sure nobody wanted to see them go out four straight. Um, the fact that they got to the second round really is, is positive. Really, I mean, if you'd have, if I'd have told you you could have had second round playoffs at the beginning of the year, you'd have taken that. Um, no, not necessarily. If I, if had I known, because even in the our first show, I I doubted that Embiid would be in. No, but as many games as he started, was. When the season started, you were what were you predicting that they would maybe crawl into the playoffs? Maybe. Uh, I said if MB played enough games, they would definitely be in the playoffs, and so did Nate. And um, okay, so a second round ejection is not that bad. See, I, I want to stop you because you are. I see the logic of your statement. But you are right. you are echoing the sound of millennials' pro, uh, participation <laughs> trophy um, process. No, people. all I'm saying that's what they're that's what the they're planning the to season. say. Well, at the beginning of the Armed season, with, we just we had two, ten with the wins. We had nobody we had thought ten the wins. Be that good. And I feel so great that they made it to the second round. Um, the fact of the matter is we are more talented than the team that is kicking our dick in the dirt. We have more talent than them now. Whoa. And once you're in the situation, you can't go backward unless you're a fucking faggot. Um, the truth of the matter is they are better than Boston. They only have one mismatch, and that's the coach. And yet, they are better, strangely, more talented they're losing team. three to nothing. Yes, so. they are. Because they are participation, 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 trophy, process, loving, fucking homos, who suck my fucking nuts, sweat, and anybody besides you that 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 goes well. That's great that they what, did everything what, uh, they did. Nate, they were Nate, the best what team left. When I push, when I successfully push Tom's buttons, what button do I hit over here? Oh, this one. Just the faucet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking. If they don't get LeBron James in the offseason, guess what? Uh, oh, Simmons, I think Ben and Joel will grow from this. You know what they're going to grow to? A second-round exit again. This well, is it. Of, they ain't getting any better because they're going to lose Reddick, Bellinelli, and Ellis Oba. It's, it's It is true. All I hear is a lot of people saying, oh, well, you know, they're young and they'll learn. No, they might be you know, young, and they may not. And they may not learn. They may go backwards because right. it's happened before. It happens right. in hockey a lot. Somebody throws up a the big year, saying. and everybody goes, "Oh, they they just need to they, they need to learn to lose how to lose before they can learn how to win." 
And sometimes it's the no, old they saying, just keep on fucking losing. <laughs> the, right. The old saying, strike while the iron is hot. You're not going to have those three shooters next year. The fucking money consent, just doesn't fit. Just about drunk, but not quite. Yes. All right. Nate Bush is dying a thousand deaths over there. I'm just letting go. By the by, the way, that's okay. Here's something we want to. I want to talk about. Tom might not even agree with me. I might be on my own on this one. That fucking video you posted. This Donald. Was it Donald Glover? Is this his fool's name? Yeah. What a piece of garbage. I gotta say, it. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe I'm just old and I don't get that. I didn't see where there was any talent there. I didn't get it. I was totally. Somebody need, maybe somebody needs to explain it to me. I don't know, but all I saw was a black guy dancing funny, uh, repeating the same words over and over for three and a half minutes. I didn't see the video, to my knowledge. It's uh, he's a actor slash musician. Uh, Donald Glover starred in the, the TV show Community. I don't know if you ever watched that. Uh, he's also in... Yeah, didn't he, couple... Isn't he responsible for Atlanta? Yes, he is. Okay. And he also is coming... He will be playing Lando Calrissian in uh, the solo. And isn't he in the... Uh, wasn't he responsible in some something with uh, uh, Black Panther? Oh. I, be- I believe he was. He has something to do with that movie. I can't remember why. Maybe, maybe but um, I, I don't know for sure. He's a fantastic actor, and he's a, in a he's basically a musician as well for an act called Childish Gambino, and that song. While the song isn't. The song I'll give you is not amazing. It's basically a. It's called This Is America. And it's him using his position. I know, here comes the. You two are going to sacrifice me, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> I thought it was rather a powerful, moving video based on. And the reason he was dancing funny. To me, was he was dancing because all the chaos that a lot of the country is going through in some parts, and some is warranted, some is not. Um, pick your poison on that one. Um, but people are only worried about what affects them and all things of that nature. It was basically his snapshot of what he of what is being seen in America and how some are reacting and some aren't to it. That was just me. Again, you can disagree with me. That's that's fine. I just, I really thought it was a... Uh, I only had, I really yeah. only have one problem with it. Is that he screams, or doesn't scream, but he's another one of these guys that, how come blacks need to be more represented in, in things, whatever it might be, and yet he makes a TV show with nothing but black people in it. Because that's okay. I I didn't see anything you're talking about. I saw trending the name Gambino. 
Well, he was on Saturday Night Live. He made quite a splash on Saturday Night Live, apparently. That, uh, that uh, well, he did. He did the song, and apparently it went over really, really big on Saturday Night Live. But that tells me all I need to know right there. But I don't know. Like, I mean, he can do whatever he wants. Don't get me wrong. He has all the, the, the all same show. To, the same show that that featured Stormy Daniels. Yes, but that's Enough okay said. because that's. That's directed at a, that's directed at Trump, so that's that's all right. That's comedy, that's allowed. Yeah. Um, anyhow, I, I, I'm, we'll be talking I'm intrigued about that by Tim and Tom show. I'm intrigued by his name though, because whatever he's preaching, preaching if it's if it's peace, he he like much like Colin Kaepernick with a Castro shirt, he took the name of a underground crime family who historically murdered, racketeered, fucking every other thing you could talk about, the Gambino crime family. So if he consciously chose that name as his alter ego while he's promoting peace without me even knowing nothing, which I don't, he's a douche. Oh, I don't. I won't go so far as to say the guy's a douche or not. I don't know enough about him to know. I just found it was. Well, let me let me let me spell it out a different way. If a guy's promoting peace and calls himself Hitler, um, would you think he was a douche then? Well, I don't know. Uh, I have many good these friends. Young people named need Adolf. to do their homework. And what are you trying to say about people named Adolf? Mm, rough. Adolf Rupp supposedly was a decent oh, guy. Uh, oh, if I didn't feel so bad, I'd do my Arnold, my my very poor Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. But I can't do it right now. I'll have a heart attack and die on air. Mm. It might be good for radio. Laid the laid the rest, uh, childhood friend, Mister. Well, my childhood friend's Mike, but his father, Mister. Jim Madden, this week. And uh, first thing that I shared with you guys. Uh, which I'll share with our audience is that, well, I actually didn't share the whole the whole shamas, but uh, much like I think Nate mentioned, it's about like 8,000 degrees in West Virginia today. It's been very hot up here as well, and uh, I wore what, what looked. I was going to put a suit on, but keeping in mind that I'm overweight and lacking exercise and in just terrible condition, and I sweat anyway when I'm in good shape. I thought it would be horrendous to wear a suit there uh, because I would be drenched, quite frankly, and hugging people and, and stuff like that. I kept, you know, I kept them in mind, being considerate. So the only shirt that really looked, you know, dressy enough for the occasion was had some long sleeves. I get in there in a combination of long sleeves and just basic obesity and disgustingness. I was still sweating like a pig. So uh, that sucked to a point where my fat friends were like, dude, are you okay? And, you know, that was you know, quite embarrassing. And there was no alcohol at that point for some 14 days, I guess. So there's nothing that really, you know, could be triggered except flat-out obesity and disgustingness. So then uh worked my way up. I pay my respects. Uh, talk to the family. I'm self-conscious still about hugging and all that stuff. Then I, I realize, um, you know, uh, the 
ex-wife, Miss Madden, Mrs. Madden, who was a you know nice person to me, was not in line, so I I double around to see her. Uh, you know, long story short, in the middle of the you know confusion, I'm sure you you gentlemen have have attended viewings in your time. Uh, Mike, my friend, was like the closest to the end. And I, you know, I just kind of wanted to let him know I haven't saw his mom yet, blah, 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 and I'm talking. And then another friend comes in that has to get through me and my stupid big body to get to, you know, give his condolences to the family. So I go, let me get out of the way here, audibly to Mike. And I went to shake the guy's hand because he's a mutual friend of mine as well. And for whatever reason, my left hand went errantly into the priest's reading stand, which chopped the, 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 where he would put his uh, pamphlet or whatever he was reading. Uh, it was like a ninth grade woodshop stand, and it like fell in half, goes into the, the flower display, and all of a sudden it sounds like a construction site, and everybody's turning around. I'm already sweating with no mobility, and I'm diving, and I was literally one foot away from diving into the casket with Mr. Madden. Um, I saved the flower display to complete embarrassment, and uh, I just kind of slowly sad-walked like a girl who got fucked till 5 a.m. by some drunk, ugly dude and realized she had to go home. Sad-walked to the back of the building. And, uh, you know, that was, that was the first part of my experience. Saw old friends and stuff, and that was, you know, kind of cool. But the whole thing was sad. We go out afterward to open bar, and as, as grief-stricken as I was, when they announced open bar to friends and family, and a.k.a. I don't need to reach in my pocket, for uh, a two-hour time period, or maybe it was a three-hour, I forget. But I was fixing to get there, and my buddy takes me, you know. And I, I, you know, most people were drinking Coke and water. Some were drinking casual beers. I had to have 16 beers in about two and a half hours. And, you know, I hadn't, I think I had 10 bucks on me. So I, you know, I would uh, break that up and give a dollar tip every other beer, and that pissed me off that I had to spend anything. Um, so I, I basically ran up a tab, and then to top it off, I have once I reach that point where I want to drink till I pass out because I decide, you know, that's the way to go that particular night. Um, it wasn't quite enough. At least I didn't feel it yet because I drank so fast. Uh, I, I see a buddy who I haven't seen in a long time. He's catching up with me, and we're laughing, and I'm turning him on to our show. And I realize, fuck, I spent the money I had on me for the tip, and I need more beer because i got to pass out. That was the night of the Tim and Tom show, actually. Uh, so uh, really, I, no. I ask, you don't say. I, I ask my friend randomly, uh, as he's closing in, and he, we're talking like serious stuff because we haven't seen each other in a long time. 
And out of random, I realized because my mind is 75% on, fuck, I need more beer. I'm going home. I ain't got no beer at home. And the other 25 is in this in-depth friend conversation. And I just blurred out the words, hey, man, can you buy me a six-pack? And he was, like, in the middle of telling me something, like, traumatic. <laughs> like, it was totally, like, uh, inconsiderate. Every other fucking adjective you could give to it. And he's kind of, like, bewildered, and he's like, uh, yeah, sure. Um, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's no problem. And, uh, you know, he was talking to me about something for real. Don't ask me what it was, because, you know, is what it is with me. But... Um, so he, 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 we stop at a local bar where I see my, uh, I won't mention the motorcycle club, but, uh, my cousin's a, a member of a motorcycle club, a local motorcycle club. He's walking in the bar with a pit bull. Uh, and Gary you know, Wolf? I'm, <laughs> yeah, it was Gary Wolf. Uh, no, it was actually the singer, the, the Hispanic singer, um, uh, no, it was an actual, it was an actual pit bull, uh, which is bizarre, and it's it, it, you know whatever. That's my cousin. He probably uses it when he can't find his crew that particular night as a you know weapon in case something breaks down. And uh, you know another crazy fucker was in there, and I, so I just I just you know my friend who I'll, I'll, he doesn't like his name mentioned everywhere, and he, he's gonna be a listener. He he throws me a 20, which I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like a 10 or something. So I look in the uh, takeout, but I'm in the middle of conversations, and I'm trying to evade staying or being asked to fight people with people and shit and uh, pit bulls and fucking everything's going on. All I want is more beer to come home and get on the Tim and Tom show and make some bad taste humor. So then I look down, and... Uh, you know, I'm a Coors Light guy, but I see Pabst Blue Ribbon. And I'm thinking, wow, that would be cool because they're cheaper and I can get 16 ounces instead of 12. So I grabbed the six and put it to the bartender. And boom, 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 he says 15-something. I'm like, 15-something? I thought this was cheaper. And then before I get to argue and get to the point, Somebody at TR grabs me in a headlock, and I don't even know what the fuck's going on at this point because it's my neighborhood and they know me. So I just settle up with the bartender and, and go, hey, man, I'll be right back. i got to run this out lying, run this out to my friend when it was really mine. I get out, and I hand my friend, because he gave me a $20 bill, I hand him like uh, four ones and 75 cents or something. And... He's like, I already perplexed him by asking him random, randomly. And he's like, uh, did you drop some, did you drop any or like money wise? And I'm like, I'm like, no. Oh shit. I didn't even, the guy overcharged me or something. And he's like, oh, so I had to, you know, call him the next day and explain. But turns out those six beers that I thought were 16s, we're 24-ounce cans that I picked up. So I got oh. the equivalent of a 12-pack, which makes sense on the money end. And during the Tim and Tom show, I only drank one of them, 
and uh, by whatever, by the end of that, I was pretty much, uh, you know. So I, I fuck up. Even even sad occasions, I fuck up. I have to rechristen you. I don't know. I'm gonna come up with a name because that sound, that whole story sounded very Mister Beanish. Uh, it was. Uh, it should have been you know, filmed, a guy, especially a guy who's trying to do right, though. Not the guy doesn't set out to be a dick or do anything wrong, but bad luck no. seems to follow him around. He ends up surviving it all the time, but he usually wrecks a bunch of shit in the process. Yeah, I I, I called the, the person the next day, and I I, I didn't even notice uh, that that the, the, there was a big twenty four O Z dot on the can, and uh, I said uh, sorry for the unintentional dick move. I said they were twenty four ounce cans, which I didn't even know existed in Pabst. I had uh, Coors Light versions of that before, but anyhow, um, I I came home unscathed without pit bull or uh, motorcycle club fights or anything of that nature, and barely saved the whole viewing display from falling on the deceased Mister Madden. Tom is Tom is with life. Tom is with life. What Mr. Magoo is with driving. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Like that. Kind of just bouncing around. Yeah, because you were, uh, without getting into any of it, the, after the uh, wild and crazy Tim and Tom show, which for any of you who haven't heard it, go listen because it's a fucking just something else. Um, I haven't listened yeah, back you, myself. You didn't. Uh, you, I called you after the show and. And I don't think I know lasted. we talked after it. Yeah, I don't think he lasted five minutes though. What I do? Literally pass out on the phone? You well, no. You you. Is okay if I go here? Sure. Okay. Well, in the morning, in case you didn't want, you were. Uh, it was fine for about two or three minutes, and then you just started stop. You stopped making sense. You were talking, but nothing was connecting, even for me. Usually I can kind of sort out what you're trying to tell me, but even I couldn't figure it out, and then you just stopped, and you said, Tim, brother, I'm drunk. <laughs> I said, I, I, I think you are, Tom. I, I believe that you are. Because I, you said, I got, I, I've got to sleep. And I said, oh, then go to, go to bed then. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The story doesn't. Oh, you heard that. <laughs> and, and, and it was all right. Uh, good night, Tom. <laughs> and the story still... does the story does not end there. Uh, <laughs> no doubt. And I'm I'm full I'm full disclosure, and I don't care um, because it's it it's it's who I am, and it's why I have stories to tell. Um, when I went to sleep, I was fully dressed, and. I ended up, uh, you know, in, you guys aren't heavy drinkers or whatever. I know, Tim, you used to have a cocktail or two, but uh, I'm fully dressed, and all of a sudden I'm in the middle of a drunk dream where I'm in a hot tub. Well, that, <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> that, 
that hot tub was inspired by real life occurrences of the warm some uh maybe uh i don't know roughly 144 ounces of urine that came out in my jeans and underwear and bed you you you, you were at, a fountain at age 48 i'm in the hot tub thinking i'm getting laid in my dream as it just keeps getting warmer and warmer and uh and then i realize <laughs> I guess I realize I come to as as drunks say alcoholics whatever you want to call them people I don't have a problem but anyway um, I come to and I'm like ah oh, what the fuck and there was literally you know um, fairly big guy fairly small in the in the buttocks department for some freakish reason. But in that whole uh, area between the lower stomach and the knee area, it it was like uh, a pool of urine that didn't that my underwear and jeans got soaked through so much that there was no more space on anything but the bed to go about you know all the fabric deep, and I had to uh, do lots of uh, ancient Chinese secret cleaning methods and so forth, and uh, now it's finally dry uh, with a lot of Febreze and a lot of other stuff. We need to uh, look into getting uh, uh, Depends as a sponsor. uh, Depends? It looks like at least two of us could probably use the product. Depends, could sponsor, but I I always thought a great invention invention to go to Shark Tank. Uh, not that it happens often. Truthfully, I'm not even joking on this. It, it it's only happened like once or twice before in my life, but when it did, I thought a perfect invention would be because I always get drunk hard arms as well. To have a uh, a hole in your bed mattress and box spring and so forth, and some kind of uh, crazy straw type thing that you just shove your junk in when you go to sleep if you sleep on your stomach and if it flows it free flows into the crazy straw through and around and does little dips and twists and turns and goes right into the toilet bowl now that my friends I could see the sharks now investing a lot of money because lord knows I have not had that experience yet, but I'm already old enough, well, and I'm older than you, where I do occasionally, in your dream, you're, you're having your, i got to go to the bathroom, and you're pissing in your in dream, my, and you wake up, yeah. and you go, yeah, yeah God damn it, I got a good thing, because that's going to piss my pants. But the time will yeah. come when you're, when my bladder's not strong enough anymore, and I will piss my pants. Not looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, uh, I've kind of went to the doctor to get that prostate examination. Uh, I kind of over, they, they, they've banned me from prostate, from prostate uh, examinations because I like it a lot, so I keep booking it every week, but, yeah. Um, the doctor really doesn't know what to say to you anymore after you told him to talk, talk dirty to me, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird when the doctor, checks out your asshole and you come back with a raging heart on 
but um, it's not gay. It's just my one ex-girlfriend got me into ass play for a brief period. Everybody has a erogenous zone back there, whether they want to admit it or not. So just no one has touched it for them yet, that's all. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, yeah, to the best of my knowledge, the hot the hot tub was the only thing going on. There was a, there was no visible or uh, any evidence of, of of any anus involvement. <laughs> now that that's over with, uh, we can talk about whatever you guys want. Now we have we have 15 minutes left in the hour scheduled time. Anyway, um, yeah. Okay. I mean, should, I don't know if you can try beat. To keep- yeah, on time for which would be nice. I don't know that we yeah, can we be keep pissing the bed and, and prostate exams, but you know, <laughs> probably scared you off at least half our under forty viewers are running to the hill. Actually I'll let the young people know. You don't have to the prostate exam is not the finger up the ass anymore. So you guys, you millennials have escaped that. They now have a blood test for that, you lucky bastards. Or know. unlucky depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. I uh well, I'm sh- I'm sure there might be some gay guys that were quite looking forward to the probing. Yeah. And uh, and, the, and 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 the people that did it may may not have been doctors in my case. But uh, I mean, who who cares about details? Uh Yeah, what, what you mean that guy who that guy who sleeps behind the hotel's not a certified doctor? I don't know. Worst dentist I ever went to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Home of Clifton Heights dental surgery. Yeah. Clifton. What do you got well, for us tonight, was, Nate Bush? Well, I'll tell you this. You guys and your stories, you had a wild weekend. Not more wild than what I had. I played drums this weekend and then hustled back, slept for three hours, and then I went to work. And then slept for three hours after work and then got up and went and did some more work where I DJ'd a wedding. Nothing wilder, Nate, than having to get up six times a night to take a leak. That's uh, that's on the cutting edge of crazy. But um, one thing I'll say is, in case anybody's listening still after the prostate exam, um, quick announcement next week I will not be on the Sunday Night Roundtable and I will not be on next week's Wide Men Can't Jump flagship show I will be in the middle of the ocean uh, in the Bahamas next week <laughs> for a brief moment they made it sound like you knew that the, you found out about the hit we'd placed on you ah uh, well uh-huh. it happens <laughs> If you're going to put a hit on on me, let me know if there's a bounty, and then what we'll do is we'll fake it, and then we'll split it. Neither of us know enough. On, I barely know how to host the show. If anything happens to you, we, you the bills wouldn't get paid, and we'd be done. So we got to keep you alive. <laughs> Yeah, well, I uh, but I could get I could get some cat tranquilizers, special K ketamine, as they say, and you could pass for dead in the, uh, your big ass in the casket. Just you know, we'll keep it moving, and then uh, you know maybe we could get maybe we could get twenty five grand on a Kickstarter for you for uh, 
for something that costs like three or four thousand uh, dollars. Anyway, go, I don't want without insulting no, anyone. No. Could we go that uh, you know Nate's past and uh, regular coffins just won't do for our buddy, and we need a especially made one. So we need. I don't know. Uh, I can't. I can't say I've ever laid in a coffin, but. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm thinking I, they, I, I, they must come in standard maybe. sizes. One would think. Hey, you know, you know, my oh, jokes yeah. are usually are usually pretty dirty and X-rated and stuff. But all this talk reminded me of a childhood joke that we used to uh, bandy about. What did the one casket say to the other? What was that? You coughing? No, I said what. No, that was my answer to the joke. Oh God, damn it! Oh, Jesus Christ, he got by him the first time. <laughs> God damn it. The casket oh, off. wow. I hate you. I know. So even, though, even though I'm going to tell that joke tomorrow. <laughs> Make it my own. <laughs> Autumn. Did you get the uh, Did you get the video I sent earlier of the woman who stepped on the scale? Yeah, that I liked. That I saw. <laughs> I don't know if I saw that or not. Eight oh three. Eight oh three. And here's the thing: I'm not making fun of anybody that's eight hundred pounds. She stepped on oh, the okay, scale. Oh, that one. Yeah, I, know, I did see that. It's at 8.03, and, and her husband or boyfriend or somebody behind her goes, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was in line with an actual real story where they were uh, overbooked for an airplane, and some people had to come off, and they, they only had enough room for a certain amount of people, so they needed to know, like, what you weigh. And yeah. mm-hmm. all these people are outrageously lying. And the captain actually had to start again and say, look, people, like, I, I don't, do you want me to have to call you out in front of all these people? Like, no, give me your, your real weight where, of course, these women are going, you know, I weigh, 100, I weigh 135 pounds. You know, and the woman is clearly 250. Kind of yeah. Because <laughs> nobody wants to admit how much they weigh. I would rather crash the plane than, because <laughs> they need a room exactly, for like- fuel. Pull a fucking Aaliyah on them with too much weight because of these fat asses lying about their weight. Yeah, I don't want anyone to know that I weigh 165 instead of you know 140 or whatever it is. But yeah, uh, I don't know why about. I don't know why about weight. You what about your weight? Because said apparently people are like, I'd rather lie about my weight and die than to live. <laughs> It's a very touchy subject with a lot of people, even people who don't have any reason to be touchy about it. You know, us big guys, we yeah. really don't. You know, okay, I'm to the point where, I mean, all right, if you look at me, obviously you can tell I, I'm heavier than I should be, so who am I fooling by going, yeah, I weigh 185 pounds, because no, I don't. But, like, why would you lie about it when you do weigh 185 pounds and people are still yeah, shaving weight know. off? You know, that I don't Here's understand. Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing most idiots don't realize your weight is based on gravitational pull. If you go to the moon, you won't weigh the same. 
the size of your penis. And that's the, coincidentally, that's the only place I can actually jump right now. Um, <laughs> anyhow, uh, um, uh, a, female, a female friend, comic from Philadelphia, Mary Redzinski, uh, has a good joke that she says she hates when she gets kidnapped, which is an awful, you know, reference to start, and nobody knows where she's going. And she, and she she follows it up by saying, I don't mind, you know, whatever the hell happens to me. I just don't want the news to reveal my height and weight. <laughs> Yeah. Go, Mary. True enough. Uh, you're not a movie watcher, are you, Tom? Not much. I mean, not much. No. Uh, in the old Nate, days, not, I was, but since since Nate, all you really guys either, got right? into. Uh... Well, I finally. I mean, not that anybody cares. I, I I'm so far behind too. I I don't really. You know, we watch movies when we get around to it, kind of thing. But I finally watched the last Star Wars movie. And Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, correct. Once you said that, the um, ratings probably just skyrocketed, and I just probably got it gone out to shoot myself. Yeah, well, let me let me finish, and you'll you'll realize I'm not far behind. Um, <laughs> I guess because I'm old, and I remember the other one coming out. Like I don't know, did they just take this script and scratch the names out and put new names in? Because it's the same as the first movie. Let's just instead of. Uh, Darth Vader, it's the, the Han Solo's kid instead of Luke Skywalker, it's the girl. Like, you know, it's exactly the same movie. There's no surprises in that life. movie at all if you saw the first fucking one. You gotta go with Nate here. Oh, well, Nate, well, Nate, Nate saw them both, so I'm sure he, he'll have an opinion. Did you want Force Awakens? Yes. But it's okay, still, I mean, it, it, it generally still follows the pattern of the first movie. Well, here's the thing. Force Awakens and A New Hope might as well be the same movie. That is also true. Last, Je- Last Jedi and uh, Empire are way different. Well, no, they're not. Kylo Ren battles with good versus evil, just like Darth Vader, but in the end, he's going to be evil. Except in this case, it's uh, brother-sister, or not brother-sister, but man-woman instead of father-son. Luke Skywalker is fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Does the right thing and joins the Force. You know, goes and gives his life force up for the Force. It's the same shit. The, the uh, what's his name, Padam or whatever, is, is Han Solo. It's just the same characters with different names. I mean, of course, it's not exactly the same, but it's close enough. It's close enough that if you saw the original trilogy, you knew exactly what was going to happen in that movie. I can't go with you on this one. Well, I didn't think you were going to. That's why I brought it up. Now, no, it wasn't a bad movie. wasn't a bad movie. Great special effects, as always. You know, those guys never miss a beat on that stuff. I mean, I was entertained, don't get me wrong, but when I think of the amount of money they spent on that movie, I went, holy Jesus, I could have fed a small country with that money. 
Well, speaking of movie money, how about the new Avengers movie? Jesus, good Christ. Like I told you before, and then they sit there and go, there's no money in America. Nobody has any free money. No spending money. <laughs> they racked up, what, $1.2 billion in, in the first week now, or two weeks, or whatever it's been. Yeah, something like that. Now we know why our good friend Tom is in the movies. We're trying to get into the movies. We're being part mm, of the uh, Not really. I mean, uh, of, course, of course, if it was offered, but it's not a passion... I just like uh, getting easy money for the most part. Unless That's you have what to I'm stand talking about. And I, mean, sit down. When you, I mean, I go and look at some of these movies and you see what it costs to make some of them. Yeah. And then if you see the movie and you go, good Christ, where in the hell did they spend all that money? <laughs> because this movie was shit. Yeah. I have only one. Don't lie to you. You go for the, the free lunch. Free lunch and the poontang that, that surrounds itself, thinking it's thinking it's thinking they're going to be uh, Sophia Loren, or it's just a name that came up. Anyhow, I only have one uh, Star Wars story, and that's uh, a pleasant memory from father and I. One thing we had in common, which was uh, strange. Um, this was, you know, when I was a child. He took me to the Bizarre Movie Theater, which is no longer there, with a big cinema sign on it. And uh, the same place we used to pay for one guy and open up the side door and eight of our friends would come in. They were such scumbags. But anyhow, um, Star Wars played there, the original, and everybody got hyped up in my neighborhood, kind of like you guys like that kind of stuff. Maybe Tim doesn't. I don't know, but he's seen it. And the whole world seems to accept me, but I was down with this new concept, premise, whatever. I wanted to be in like the rest of the hysteria going on. My old man takes me. We pay whatever it costs. We sit down. No exaggeration. Uh, we both looked at each other at about the 10-minute mark. Like, what in the fuck? And by 15 minutes, we walked out. That's the only only portion of any Star Wars shit I've ever seen in my life. Of the original movie? Straight up. Of the original movie. Yeah, okay, oh, it was so horrendous. I mean, Christ, you only would have been, what was that, 76 or 78, one of the two, 77 in there somewhere. Yeah. So you wouldn't have been very old. Yeah, I was about seven, eight years old, six, seven, whatever. Um, but everybody was uh, buzzing. And it was, you know, whatever. And well, there you go. Uh, this may tell, uh, tells us I, a lot about Tom Robinson. I could not stand whatever the fuck, whatever they were cooking, and uh, he couldn't either, as the adult. And we just Tom laughed. Robinson, and we, uh, we went to McDonald's. An American guy who doesn't like Star Wars or DJ Khaled. I mean, I'm shocked. Don't don't get me started on that fat though. Well, you're not getting started because we've got 30 seconds left. Are we going to wrap this up in normal time tonight? Or what's this game? Yeah, I think so. I All think right. so. Well, uh, well, that's it for the roundtable then. A stunning, as always, a crazy experience for all involved. Uh, i got nothing more to add. Nate? I'm good. Let's call it. No sponsor talk? Uh, we'll We'll cover that later in the week.
Thomas, take us home. Peace.